0: Chillax podcast. We listen to this about talk about life, news, and anything interesting. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of the Chillax podcast. I hope all of you are doing well. You know, just a quick update. I I think I kind of recovered really from the from the go kart uh incident. I think the accident where I kind of got hit by my friend and I flew out of the go kart. I think my my butt doesn't feel that bruised anymore. I couldn't really see any bruises, but When I sit down I don't really feel any pain. Um and when I sit a certain way also that don't really feel that much of a pain really. But I feel right that maybe my body somewhere will have some sort of injury that I never really noticed because I felt that like the injury that I got from my from my ass, right from my backbone or something, it wasn't very obvious until I sit sit down or I see a certain way while I was recovering and also maybe you know I keep on thinking did, did my fingers got fucked up or so because my right hand was used to kind of protect myself right then there was some um there was some like how do I say scratches like not so deep but it's deep enough to leave like like like, like the scab lah, I suppose and I was wondering whether um I've injured my joints as well because when I kind of like fling my hand right, do the jazz hand kind of motion, I can feel like my ring finger and my middle finger moves in a very strange manner, it feels it has a very odd sensation but then when I, when I do the jazz hand on my other left hand right, I suppose it, it feels the same way but it doesn't feel as loose as my right hand. <laughs> maybe I'm overthinking, maybe I use my right hand more so it's more flexible so it can feel it feels more loose. But overall I think on the superficial side, like like surface front, right? I'm I'm doing okay I'm like, Recovering really. So I'm just left with a with a scab that is like on the more deeper wound. So overall, it's fine. I think it's nice. Um, I I I might still have some sort of trauma from the speeding thing, like what a go cut. No, maybe next time I will drive slower. Like, yeah, it's a bit scary. I think my friend also. When I told my friend like, you know, I went to KL, then we talked about the things that we did. Then he mentioned like, he also went on the ATV ride. And he also had a similar situation where he, at the corner, he, instead of, I think he made the mistake of um, pressing the accelerator instead of pressing the brake to turn. And when he accidentally pressed on the accelerator, he flew off. And I think he, the whole ATV kind of, kind of, flip on him right while he was holding and it almost landed on him yeah and he got pretty scared about it like like i think had had a trauma after that but i guess that's that i cannot imagine man it's like just my mini go-kart incident It's such a small kind of race right it's so scary really imagine like the kids the rich kids that that drive the go-kart oh my god that's so scary they are just driving at such a high speed and then Imagine you graduate to what f3, f2, f1. That's even crazier, you know. You are driving 50 I suppose 50 mm-hmm. more than 5 rounds, I would say, like 10, tens over run, rounds of like you know, going that same circuit. No change in the environment, just keep going, 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 going. In hot in a hot machine. At such a high speed, or oh, I don't know how you handle it, you know, how F1 people deal with it. That's why you see, like, you know, in the F1 documentary, like Drive to Survive. They have a lot of training on their body and they also have the neck training, like the very fun, you know, they wrap this elastic band over their head and then and then they try and resist against that that the whole band. La. So it's like you know, driving this kind of thing will, will really hurt your neck quite badly because you're moving so fast and rounding corners, right? But it's so scary man, Just, high speed it's like imagine it's so scary in a go-kart already it's even crazier on the f1 side right but that's that that's all about the f1 shit and the go-kart today's topic really is talking about um am i earning enough i think recently i just kind of go through this this situation or process or incident where i'm thinking you know because like i'm almost going to be three years at my work workplace really um, and is it three years almost three years uh, almost three years really I suppose and and like one of the things I really think about is am I staying at this place for too long and because the fact that I'm staying too long right I think I got mentioned before like I'm not earning as much as my friends who keep jumping and my friend I started up quite high like my salary higher than my friends higher than marketing graduates so I started marketing which is great I earning higher but people keep jumping right so the pay will keep on jumping as well because people are gonna pay you more if you are jumping compared to pay you internally like your company pay you right and it's even harder to kind of get promotion. So my friend at this point kind of earn higher than me already and then I also see other friends that are non-marketing that are earning quite high as well working in the finance industry working as data Analysts, data scientists, product managers Working in big MNC I also work in MNC but I think their MNC is like Pay even more, their benefits are even better And then I look at their pay They do BD, some of them Some of them product managers right They earn so much And then when I look at them it's like So it's it's nice to have that much money Because you can spend on things like I remember when I see them spend on all this Like fashion stuff, buy all this watches and whatever i don't really like watches but just just things that are nice and it kind of reminded me of my first paycheck from starbucks where i worked so long as a part-timer like every month like every week we work so long so many hours i think at that time it wasn't really part-time we were full-time because it was after all levels right, right it was holiday very a lot every we just every day just do nothing so we work full-time hours and I got quite a lot of like I got like about $900 which is nice $900 then I spent so much you know almost within a month I spent everything really and if you ask me now what I spent I forgot like I literally spent everything for that for that subs like like that five to six months and the only thing I remember is was a was a Nike high cut shoes aside from that I couldn't even remember what I buy really but that feeling of being able to from being poor, not having any money to spend on things that you want, to having money to spend on things, it feels nice. Feels liberating. Feels nice to be able to treat yourself. And for some reason, when I see my friends spending all these things, right? Spending money on all these things that they want, makes me feel a bit jealous in the sense where, like, I also want to be able to spend all this, do this kind of frivolous spending, right? Buy Pokemon cards, open booster boxes, $200 booster boxes, buy Nintendo Switch. Going on on holiday trips as and when I want. I mean, they can't really go every time, but they can go further places. They can they can afford to 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 go better places, lah. And they can buy good food, good drinks, that kind. So it really make me wonder, like, like when I look at that, wow! I also wish I can have that. You know, I miss that feeling of being able to spend on what, what I want instead of living like a like a fucking peasant. You know, I want to buy a coffee machine. I want to buy a mark, I want to buy a bag, I need to keep doing research, I need to find the cheapest deal, the best thing. Can't I just buy whatever I want? So that kind of made me think like I don't want to spend so much effort, I just want to buy whatever that is good and not feel like oh you know if I buy wrong, buy wrong shirt size, I buy wrong bag, then you know I end up wasting money. And that doesn't feel that nice sometimes, even though I'm trying to be frugal here, right? And yeah, and this kind of sent me into this spiraling thought. Like, uh, should I be finding another job? Um, I'm not getting any. I'm not sure whether I'm gonna get my promotion, or and even if I get promotion, am I gonna get higher pay as high as I want? Not too sure. The economic situation is not that great. The company is not doing quite well. So, how much can they give me as compared to going elsewhere? And at the same time, also trying to rationalize what is going on and prevent, I don't know, stop myself from going crazy, I suppose. Not that crazy, I suppose. I'm kind of like exaggerating a bit, but not 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 like not hurt myself mentally in that sense, Not, not make myself so frustrated. And eventually what happened is that for some reason on one particular day, I think I saw a I saw like a short, short Instagram shot uh, of like you know the basketball player, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, the very big guy. Then he say about oh you know how, how do how you should, how do you like save money? How do you invest and everything? Then he, then he started taking a piece of paper say oh you know he turned into half. Then he say he saved all these things and then he cut into another half. Then these are for investments and these are for then the last half is more of like, use it for, for your leisure, do whatever you want with it. And as much as it's so simple, right? And this kind of logic or simple strategy is has been echoed by everyone, you should save an amount, right? Like 20% of savings. The rest you can spend on whatever you want or whatever not. It has been said by many people, but I think just that example kind of hit home with me that hey, that's a solution to my to my problem. And that particular problem of spending money. Because right now. I think I mentioned before the way I, I treat my spending is very much like a situation of I every month I earn my salary then they are all put into the bank account, right? They are credited to the bank account which is, of course, makes sense. Then when I spend money, right? When I spend any big purchases I treat it as like I'm, I'm taking money from my savings and that is wrong. So I do all this research to make sure that I am not frivolously spending money and that makes it very painful sometimes and very annoying as compared to you know just being able to spend however much you want right and and when I saw this video it kind of made me realize that ah that's the benefit of compartmentalizing your, your money right so if you if I were to kind of like say I save 80% 20% is used for okay like maybe 60% for savings for expenses then 20% is for my leisure and when I can compartmentalize that money as this is for you to spend on what you like then that makes it easier because I can spend on whatever I like without any repercussions or without any feeling of like ah I'm drawing for my savings which is for my house which is for my future and this makes me more how do I say mentally at ease and not so frustrated which is nice and you know I just after that I I just took out my open my finance excel again and I started really planning it out percentage by percentage how much do I split after I deduct the insurance after I deduct uh, parents money after I deduct money expenses and insurance how much do I have left for myself and using that money I'll use it to you know buy YY1 this month or maybe save for a future trip to japan or overseas trip or whatever not so this makes it i suppose somewhat more palatable and easier for me and i think i kind of resolved that issue even though like maybe i see my friends spend like frivolously, i also want to spend but i also know deep down right if i mm. i i also experienced this before i mean going through the starbucks situation spending all these things i never got happier it was the only time I remember being happy back then, right, Was the time I spent with my friends working at Starbucks, being like making a fool of ourselves, laughing at our own jokes, and the carefree nature of that period. And the things I buy didn't bring me happiness. And even if I say, like, I buy, you give me money, I go and buy Pokemon cards and everything, I don't think I can imagine it happening, and I don't think it will satisfy me it will only be exciting for that moment like i open the pack then it looks wow i got the rare shiny card but after that then so what right there's still a void i still don't feel uh, happy and that extra money won't help so i realized that you know it's, it's such a yeah it's such a challenging situation so the middle ground or the solution in in essence is to just compartmentalize and still allow myself to do that to kind of satisfy that itch and also make myself less uh, uh, feel better and not so frustrated and also you know in that sense i can still indulge in this kind of frivolous stuff and even though it doesn't fill that void i i also don't end up like um going crazy i suppose in this case yeah so it's more of like you know being minimizing and maximizing uh, minimizing pain, maximizing pleasure in this case. yeah. So that was the approach. And also you know speaking about all these things and it's also more about gratefulness as well. Like just this morning I was I, I woke up usually morning, Saturdays morning, Saturday morning I just it's all about doing the content stuff right? YouTube content, podcast content. And but before I start, I would just have my breakfast. I just watch YouTube video, and one of the YouTube videos I I I watched was this CNA documentary, twenty minute documentary on Taiwan, and it talked about how Taiwan graduates are struggling in Taiwan, not earning enough money. Then I kind of it really made me put things in perspective that you know being in Singapore is much better. You're in a better situation, and my situation is much better. I would say. Looking at the, the graduates, like what there's a um film production graduate, there's a tourist uh tourist studies graduate, there's a ling linguistic uh graduate as well. Then they are all like not doing very well. Like they have to do multiple jobs. The whole idea here, right, the, of the documentary was to show how challenging it is to earn money. There was too many uni grads. And also very challenging to find jobs because there's a lot of competition, and other eighty percent of the people who are providing jobs are SMEs, so they are not willing to pay that much. And people are working many years and not earning and having limited progression. Then they show this lady. She studied some mechanical engineering. One, an engineer should earn a lot, but apparently she doesn't. She worked at her job for four or five years, and then her pay increment is like like a few hundred only like one to two hundred and then after working four or five years she's only earning, she was only earning 2k plus sing like what the fuck man 2k plus sing how do you survive with this right maybe Taiwan like prices are slightly lower but having been to Taiwan the night market stuff is also not cheap you know it's like Singapore before the inflation which is still expensive and they talk about how the, the houses there are also expensive they also have the same challenges as us right? trying to buy a house renting is also quite expensive in this case but theirs is not as crazy as ours the rental like i can still go there and rent shouldn't be an issue but theirs, relatively speaking they are not earning in comparison like they say the se- the rent the rental prices are increasing by 30 percent and then their salary is increasing by 10 percent only and i see like the other people also i got this the film guy he works as a startup a film startup something company he had to work from he had to do OT until 8 o'clock earning less 1.5k I think 1.8k as a graduate then doing after that he will work as Uber Eats drive Uber Eats then Saturday, Sundays, fortnightly he would every once every two weeks he would go and wash dishes but I like his mentality he says washing dishes is not like a low level job it's not like a demeaning kind of job because it doesn't matter right money is still money and really, it's all about trying to save as much as possible. So he talked about how his job is at Taipei. Then he has to leave, so he decided to leave like uh at a state like outside of Taipei, so that you know, considering the traveling uh fees compared to renting a flat in Taipei, he's saving about three thousand NTD, which is I'm not too sure. three Three thousand NTD is how much again? Let me search. 3,000 NTD to SGD. Yeah, about $127. Which is like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if you think about my pay, I think about your pay, 127 is not much, but if you think about it, like from their relative sense, like 127 might mean a lot to them really. And I was like, wow, fuck. They're really, they really earning that little. Because, the time I went to Taiwan, I worked in my Taiwan office. I spoke to one of the the colleagues that went from, that moved back from Singapore to, to Taiwan, right? And, he, and she took a pay cut. And I, I don't know how much lesser they pay, right? Then this video kind of puts things in perspective. Maybe they don't earn, maybe, you know, my company, they earn more. But if you think about on the average, right, they show the stats for Taiwanese. It's, it's dog shit, man. It's only what? 20, 30k? 20, 30k, like what? If I do the 30k now. On average, is earning one point two k thing to what two k? It's almost as if like you're like a diploma holder in Singapore, which is like that. Then I think about my situation like, wow. As much as I'm not earning as much as like that like, like my friends, but I'm still not as bad as their situation. But at the same time, you also think about it. Cost of living is higher here, and yeah, I'm still struggling. But if I put things in perspective, like all the savings and whatever not, and the houses, I can relatively speaking, if I save like a few more years, I can get a house. I can get okay. I can get a house now, really. But a few more years, I can get a house with all the renovation I want. But whereas the video, the person, the mechanical engineering lady, right, was like thinking about like, well, oh, now I still have to pay my debts for my for my uni, and uh, when how long must I save to get a house? And even if I get a house. different kind of house i probably can't even buy the old kind of house where there's no elevator at all they cannot buy new house she said she had to buy the old ones so it's like our situation is not not that bad i guess even my situation and then you think about malaysia as well malaysia situation like, like can you imagine like every day you work then the money you earn the average is so much lesser and and like your, your your currency is losing value, you know, like your your, your your currency just keep on like losing value in Singapore and things are getting more and more expensive. And I, I remember I saw this on Instagram. For some reason, I think Instagram algorithm is quite interesting. It, it's different from TikTok where once I watch one kind of video and I watch a couple more like Indian India v street roadside food video, then they keep showing me. So recently, they keep showing me Malaysia, uh, uh, like, some Instagram post. Then it's like all the Malaysian news are like mothership by like that. Then there was this person, this, this, this lady who just graduated. Then she's a management graduate in Singapore. Then they say, oh, you know, how she very lucky, got a management graduate job. Then, then she says she earning, what, 11, 11KRM. Then it's like, wow, you know, it's very good. It's, it's so good that it, it's worth posting on Instagram, you know, to celebrate it and you know, sh- her sharing like her experience and whatever not, right, advice, then I go and count, 10k am right, it's not a lot like in Singapore dollars, yeah? what kind of management <laughs> training job is that, <laughs> what kind of management training job in Singapore is that, is that like an SME job, maybe it's a, it's Malaysian, then they undercut her, but even in that sense, she is still, it's still an achievement that they have they will share it on Instagram you know. Then you think about it like what wow, if there is a lot to them then what is a lot to us? You know, what is a what is the average, right? Then it's like wow fuck. It's crazy man. Like lucky you know like you're born in this kind of situation is not too bad right? Like you confirm you gonna get a house at one point in life you're earning not too bad. You can just travel to JB and and you're Your Singapore currency is so strong; you can travel and and have a good holiday. Not anybody can have it as much as how routine and how boring Singapore is. It's always rinse and repeat, right? Eat, sleep, work, travel overseas every year. That's all, nothing much, right? But it is still not a bad life, I guess. And I think it's kind of moment of gratefulness and appreciation. But at the same time, also need to focus on. The fact that our situation is also relative, like we are cost of living is high, it's also increasing. And if I don't increase my pay, I'm also losing money like my money is losing value in this case. Yeah, so I guess it's something that I was thinking of recently that is that was quite strong, like that really stuck out to me. And I thought I wanted to share it. And hopefully, you know, this resonates with some of you guys. Yeah, that's all. I hope you guys. Uh, have a good weekend. I'll see you guys next week.